the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We are back. You can tell that the crowds are starting to bustle around here. We're live at the Ranch Country Club in Westminster for the Reagan Roundup, the Adams GOP dinner and dance tonight. Very, very excited. You know it's going to be good because I just saw Chuck Bonniewell and his beautiful wife, Julie, and their very tall now son uh, wander into the building, so all hell is likely to break loose here, and we're very excited about that. So good to have you here. I'm Randy Corcoran, your pumped-up purveyor of principled, passionate patriotism and just never afraid to tell you the truth, no matter how much the pushback, no matter the lawfare, no matter the lost friendships and the gutless people out there who tell us what we can and we can't talk about. That is not the way I roll, and I know that that's why you're here. Our phone number, 303-696-1971, 696-1971. We heard from a couple of uh, Adams County candidates, uh, Joseph Domenico running for District 4 County Commissioner, Peggy Propst uh, running for the Board of Education on CD8, and we've been playing some Bill Maher audio. Oh, by the way, I'd mentioned Tig Tigan. I know he was in my promo we were going to have him on to talk about some new information regarding uh, the 13 hours of Benghazi. He was one of the Benghazi war heroes, good friend of mine. And he and I decided, just because of all the noise and all the goings-on here, that we will put him off until next week. John Tig Tigan, what's new on Benghazi next week on Wake Up with Randy Corcoran. So uh, before we go to the phones, let's uh, let's hear just a little bit more of this Bill Maher audio because um, I was just... I'm just shocked by the change in Bill Maher. And we've been learning, you know, from my very beginning days, what, 12 years ago now, is in getting into activism and uh, Tea Party politics and learning that we've got to do our work in the Republican Party. I've been hearing that culture always precedes politics. Culture is always ahead of politics. And now we're seeing one of the, one of the great left-wing comedians, uh, commentators, HBO, multimillionaire, who just badmouths anything conservative, anything on the right, starting to realize that the left that he supports, the left that he loves, is doing tremendous damage to our country and to their mission, to their party, and to their election chances. I love it. And so he's been talking about, in his monologue this week, he was talking about a an essay that was released by a historian that talked about the fact that we're in fact what was the term that he used let me find it again here uh dun, dun, dun. succumbing to presentism presentism looking at history through the light of our or the vision of our own eyes our own modern era our own modern look and it's insane it's nutty and uh, so we'll do some of that fun audio later that i mentioned to my producer but right now let's go to bill maher cut three the holy bible is practically an owner's manual for slaveholders. The word slave comes from Slav because so many Slavic people were enslaved and they're as white as the Hallmark Channel. 
Who do you think gathered the slaves from the interior of Africa to sell to slave traders? Africans who also kept their own slaves. We're a species prone to making others of our species our bitch. Yeah, I mean, that is wisdom from Bill Maher. We're winning, people. Just hang on to your hats. It's going to be quite a ride through these midterms and through 2024. The great American himself wants to talk with me about Bill Maher. Eric, thanks for waiting. Thanks for weighing in. Welcome to the show. Oh, no, we lost the great American. Hey, I just hey, I was just talking about you guys. Chuck Bonniewell, Julie, their increasingly tall son wandering by. I have not a drink to toast you, but uh, just say hello to your friends back at 710 KNUS. Everybody, this is Julie coming at you for a Randy from the Reagan Roundup up here in Adams County. I hope everybody's doing great. Way cool. And then the big grump himself, my man. <laughs> hello, everybody. It's great to be here in Adams County and saying hello to our 710 fans. And we have a podcast every Monday, Wednesday, Friday from 3 to 4. If you want to check it out, just go to chuckandjulie.com. What did you do with your little boy? Yeah, I know. Whoa. Sixth grade. Wow, he's, he's, he's taller than mom now. Or, well, let's see, stand them side by side. Okay, yeah, mom's got heels. That's awesome. Hey, I look forward to talking to you guys after the show. It's really good to have you here. All right, so I don't know what happened to Eric, but Eric, uh, his wife, it's, is it Felisa or Ferlisa? I was going to ask him because I've got a spelling error that I got from the Mannings <laughs> with his wife's name. I guess he wanted to talk about Bill Maher. And let's go ahead and play this out a little bit more because I am just fascinated, fascinated by the, the shift. the the And he's doing this a lot. I've played some Bill Maher audio on this show over the, I don't know, last six months, uh, just little pieces. And he, he comes up at just the right time talking about things that his own party, his own ideology the people and the life vision that he supports are doing to literally commit suicide let's play cut four and the capacity for cruelty is a human thing not a white thing that's the truth even though it doesn't jibe with the current narrative but in today's world when truth conflicts with narrative it's the truth that has to apologize being woke is like a magic moral time machine where you judge everybody against what you imagine you would have done in 1066, and you always win. Yeah, <laughs> the capacity for cruelty, and you always win because you are judging through your own lens. It's absolutely brilliant. Let's get. Uh, let's do one more of those, and then we'll bring Eric back on the line. Uh, one more. Uh, cut five, Bill Maher. Presentism. Yeah, this professor is right. It's just a way to congratulate yourself about being better than George Washington because you have a gay friend and he didn't. <laughs> but, but if he was alive today, he would too. And if you weren't alive, if you were alive then, you wouldn't. Exactly. Uh, he, did you hear some of that? He took shots at the 1619 Project, and he used that word. I wanted to play that last cut before we go to Eric and then Don, uh, because he used that word, presentism, that I mentioned that came out of this essay. And 
Let me pull it up again. This is the essay author, James H. Sweet, president of the American Historical Association. And uh, the position that he took, according to the uh, very neutral, very trustworthy Washington Post, is that historians, modern-day historians, and really I think this applies to our media and the uh, idiots, uh, you know, on, well, literally the corrupt, coordinated, Democrat-controlled media machine and our teachers and everybody else, they are, quote, succumbing to presentism, the temptation to read all of history through a contemporary lens, in particular through an emphasis on modern social justice issues. And he's right. And we'll get to a conclusion there, and then I'll share with you the apology that, of course, the woke left demanded demanded that he make after he came out with this very compelling essay. But we'll do that after we talk to Eric. Uh, Eric, welcome back. Hey, you great American patriot. God bless you and your family. Thank you, sir. And so correct good. something for me. because I got okay. your wife's name uh, with an R in it from you guys. So somebody sent me a typo, I think. Is it Felisa or Felisa? Felisa. You're absolutely okay, right. Okay, so no typo, just okay. an, just me. Couldn't no, figure it out. Never, you're you're perfect. <laughs> but well, you know, it was oh my God. it was for it was for Lisa who finally convinced me that I had to go back to the good evening. <laughs> She's listening to you in the other so room. Thank you guys for that. <laughs> that is so cute. I love you guys. Yeah, because it was fascinating. You know, she was just fascinating because you, you had that your other wife. What's your name in England? That oh Felicia yeah, Katie Hopkins. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Katie yeah. Hopkins. And you got three wives: my wife, and then her, and then you're you're brilliant. And then beautiful the beautiful wife. You got three wives, right? <laughs> That's right. But you know what I was telling? Oh my God, James. He's, I mean, Geronimo, off air. But I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to destroy this night because the way I feel no, no. about Bill Maher because of what he Yeah, we're said, having we're having know, fun that, tonight. We're at the Reagan right. Roundup, so keep it light. Right. Okay, I'm going to be Yeah, because you know what? Randy Corcoran, my god in heaven, I can hardly wait till 5 o'clock now cuz you're on. <laughs> but Elon Musk has come over to the right side. And then uh Bill Maher with his millions of followers He's going to bring everybody to our side. And they're waking, it, waking up the, the convenience of their shows and all their product, if you will. You know, you know what I mean? That I they know that it, 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 in the end, if America is destroyed, there's no other place to go. Yeah, yeah. So smart people with platforms like Bill Maher are starting to wake up Absolutely. and I, I think they're terrified of the red wave that's coming and so he's trying to send a message you know secret code telling the truth that's secret code to Democrats uh, to try and get them to back down off of this radicalism and he's talked about it in regards to abortion now this wokeness about our American history um, and I'm, I'm just gratified by it because culture yeah. leads politics Absolutely. And Bill, um, Bill Ayers, Bernadine Dorn, George Soros, Barack Hussein Obama are probably pooping in their shorts (laughs) or their panties, if you will. You know, Bill Maher, he's got, well, I said pooping. Okay, that's true. 
Yeah, but everybody <laughs> knows that Bill Maher has a, a big stage, and then Elon, Elon Musk, and now we're winning them over, Randy, and that's a beautiful thing. A, a, a beautiful thing. Eric, give my love to the beautiful Felisa, and thank you very much for calling. We'll talk and to you again very, very soon. Before I let you go, this, yeah. I let you go uh, Polis is pooping in his pants, too, because uh, <laughs> Heidi right. Ganahl is going to whip, whip his booty. God, God bless, bless you, sir. Brother. All right. We've got to get these people out of my way. They're blocking my view. I don't know. I just uh, Now my mountain view is gone. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's why I'm still wearing the shades, because the sun was getting pretty bright. Plus, you know, you got to be the cool host, I guess. But so proud, so happy to be joined by my dear friend Tina Francone. She has done so many things in the political realm. Um, county commissioner, right, RTD. What else? Um, well, I, um, you know, I ran uh, Justin Everett's campaign for House District 22 for three election cycles. That was Mr. No. <laughs> Mr. No, Dr. No, right? Um, that was kind of my um, initiation, if you will, into politics. And, uh, you know, that was uh, now you really see how the sausage is made when you run a campaign. Without a doubt. And uh, so you're throwing your weight and your efforts and your time into the Joe O'Day campaign. Tell me about that. Well, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, you've probably all heard it all before. You know, Joe's a, um, you know, a, just a native of Colorado, grew up here, um, was adopted, and um, his dad was a Denver cop and raised by a loving mom and just, you know, decided at an early age that carpentry was his love. And, um, and as a result of that, uh, built a construction business out of his basement and uh, turned it into, uh, you know, a thriving business here in Colorado, employing three to four hundred Coloradans here. So he is kind of the American dream and uh, really a refreshing uh, man as a politician or a refreshing candidate um, because he's not a politician. Um, he's he's willing to give you his opinion. If you ask him a question, he'll give you an answer. Um, might not be the one you want, but but he won't shy away from answering the question for you. And uh, I think what, what I find most appealing is that he's, he is willing to have the conversation with you about anything. Really. Well, there's no doubt about it. And I've, I've spent some time with Joe. He's been to my office and we've had good conversations. A, a genuinely likable guy with a wonderful story, adopted and all of that. I saw the latest Trafalgar poll that came out, showed them uh, dropping about a point, uh, but still well within striking distance with Michael Bennett. But something I thought was interesting was that uh, that part of that loss of support was among conservatives. And I know that they're resistant to some of his positions on being pro-choice, not pro-abortion, but pro-choice, you know, with, with reasonable limits of 15 weeks, not out the birth canal like Michael Bennett, Joe Biden. Um, he's come out in favor of um, gay marriage, which, again, with the Republican platform and, and rock, you know, rock ribbed conservatives and, and uh, especially folks that um, wear their uh, their religion and their faith uh, so f in front of them, it's a hard sell for them. And that's one of the things I'm going to talk about tonight, because I, I've come when we address the group, because I've just simply come to the conclusion that it is a good versus evil, that we have to stop the Democrats. We have to stop the the advancement of unilateral Democrat control in our state and in our country. And, you know, you go back to the Bible, and there were many very flawed people, imperfect, people you wouldn't agree with, people you wouldn't expect to stand up, that were still part of the army of God. 
And, um, you know, I'm not trying to tie Joe to God. I don't know his religious beliefs or anything else. But I'm just saying that this is a battle, and he's a soldier. And there will be plenty of opportunities for him to do good for us. And if we get him elected, help swing that Republican majority, help stop the encroachment of Democrats in Colorado and around the country, that is a victory. And then the day after election, we can go go to work on him with what we believe and what we think. Absolutely. And the beauty of that, again, as I said earlier, you know, this is a guy you can have a conversation with. Um, he's not, you know, you know, he's willing to have the conversation and listens to everyone. And bottom line is, is when you're elected to office and, and you know, we know this after being in this in this realm for so long, um, being the elected official is a different role than being the candidate, as being an activist. Um, you represent everyone. And so Joe's goal is to actually represent Colorado, unlike what Michael Bennett has done, who really only represents Joe Biden 99% of the time. So, um, and he's never here. So Joe's got his finger on the pulse of what's going on here in Colorado and is prepared to do something about that. Yeah, there's no question. I, you know, we, we often live in our Republican, our conservative, our Tea Party, our, our uh, church bubbles. And Colorado is a big state with an awful lot of um, independent-minded people out there. And Joe is doing everything he can to not only tell you where he stands, but make that a message that is appealing to enough Coloradoans to actually win an election. And that would be a miracle for a Republican in this state right now. That would be spectacular. And to be able to um, to have someone that actually represents us, that will actually give us a voice um, you know, at the federal level, um, you know, he's not perfect. Nobody's perfect here. And, and so this is, you know, he's a first time candidate, um, but really has a team of, of folks around him to advise and to help address issues. And, um, he is really, um, got his pedal to the metal here. We've got what, um, how many? We have five weeks and two days till the election. We've got three weeks and two days till the ballots come out. No, no, that's not right. It's a, no, we got 16 days, two weeks and two days till the ballots are in the mail, and then five weeks and a couple of three days until the actual election. So it is game on for everybody. Everyone. And, you know, we're a small but mighty team supporting Joe. And, you know, look, I've walked a lot of doors and I talk to people. And the encouraging part for me, you were talking about the red wave earlier, is that I talk to Democrats, I talk to unaffiliated, and they are tired of what's going on from all the way all the way up and all the way down the ticket you know the local on the local level they're disgusted with their representation and for sure they're not happy with Joe Biden because really the truth of it is is that they are not representing us they don't they don't believe that we're smart enough to be able to figure out our own lives and spend our money the right way. They think that um, they know best and they know how to spend our money better and I, for one, would like to stop that. Absolutely. Let's leave everything we got. Win, lose, or draw, let's leave it all on the field. Tina Francone, thank you very much for being here tonight. I'll, we'll see you out there on the uh, on the podium floor. All right. God bless. All right. We are late on the break, so let's get there now. 303-696-1971. You can tell from the background that uh, things are piling up here at the Reagan Roundup at the ranch. 
Um, still time to get here and get in, even if you don't have a ticket. Just uh, come to 120th and Tihone and turn left, and you can't miss us. This is going to be an awful lot of fun. I'm Randy Corcoran. Stay with us here, 710 KNUS. We're back. It's just getting so loud here, it's hard to tell. Welcome back, Randy Corcoran, 710 KNUS. Coming up on 6.30, only a half hour left to go in the show. We, we've had Don waiting for a long time, so let's grab Don real quick. Don in Colorado Springs, our nemesis. Welcome back to the show. Well, not necessarily our nemesis, just uh, the doctor of common sense, a Peter Boyle's wannabe. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, be I'll careful you what you news. aspire for, sir. Well, I'll give you some good news and some bad news. All right. And this is Don talking. The good news is I agree with Bill Maher, and yes, the progressive left is on the run, and I think people like Bill Maher is trying to warn people, just as George Orwell warned about mean and nasty socialism while he wanted kinder, gentler, gentler socialism. But the bad news is, and this was pointed out on Peter's show today, that the RNC does not want to give money to Colorado, believing that, you know, Colorado's done for. It'll be like California, and... Uh, I mean, he, I do think well, Don, that. Don, uh, I, I just I hate to interrupt and, and pop your bubble, but I, I I think Peter and you and others ought to check their sources. You've got the RNC committee man available any time to actually tell you the truth about what the RNC is doing. But I've got a live guest here, and uh, so I'm going to hey, go to him. Hey, Don, okay. I hope you'll call back another time. I really do appreciate when you do. And we're joined by David Shakley. He's running for Adams County Coroner. And David, I just had to get you on. We don't have a ton of time left in the show because of the story you were telling me about your opponent. So give me just a quick bio, and then let's talk about the story that we were just in the middle of. Yes, sir. Well, thanks for having me on. Uh, my name is David Shackley, and I am running for Adams County Coroner uh, against the incumbent coroner who is seeking her fourth term of office. Um, basically, I have 35 years of law enforcement experience with the Adams County Sheriff's Office. I'm presently a sergeant in that agency and 20 years as a detective with that agency, and I think that we need the most experienced investigator to head up the coroner's office. My opponent disagrees. She has no law enforcement experience and no medical background, and that was uh, proven recently, uh, the Elijah McLean case out of Aurora. It was a black uh, gentleman that died uh, basically after an encounter with law enforcement back in 2019. And uh, my opponent determined that his death uh, was undetermined for a couple of years and then decided uh, in July uh, of last year to change the death certificate. And that's just something I don't believe that you do when you're the elected coroner. You you conduct a thorough investigation and you get things right the first time. And so I'm hoping that the voters of Adams County see it that way on November 8th and consider voting for David Shackley for the next uh, coroner. What does she change it to? So she changed it from undetermined manner, undetermined cause, and now it's uh, undetermined manner. And the cause of death was uh, basically due to uh, him being injected with ketamine by the uh, paramedics that were on scene uh, basically died of a heart attack a couple days after being essentially overdosed by ketamine. So that was the cause of death were complications from the ketamine administration essentially is what led to his death. The problem is that when you call a death undetermined, you create huge problems for, from the uh, district attorney's standpoint. And frankly, when you change death certificates, you cause problems even 
within the uh, defense community, you need to stick to what you determine the manner and cause of death to be the first time. It creates problems for defense and prosecution of cases, and so that's where the big problem is. Well, it's just pure politicization. That's all it is. This is politics as usual when Democrats are in charge. David, we've got uh, State Chair Christy Burton-Brown standing by. What's your website? How can people help you? So my website is... Uh, www.shackley that's s-h-a-k-l-e-e the number four corner uh, at uh, dot com is my website and at gmail.com is my email address if anybody has any questions for me i'm happy to answer them um, bring integrity back to the adams county coroner's office so that is shackley fork adams county I'm sorry, Shackley Four Corner. I was trying to clean it up, and I messed it up. Shackley, S-H-A-K-L-E-E, four, the number, shackleyfourcorner.com, and shackleyfourcorner at gmail.com. Yes, David, thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Have a great evening, and thanks for hosting this event at the Reagan Roundup here at the ranch in Westminster, Colorado. appreciate you. It's great to be here. Thank you, sir. Well, somebody I see here and there and everywhere. Sometimes it's in D.C. Actually, I think I see our next guest more often out of Colorado than I do in Colorado, not because she's not in Colorado most of the time. We just don't run into each other that much. Her name is Christy Burton-Brown. She's the sta- chair of the Colorado State GOP, and she joins us now. Christy, welcome. Thanks, Randy. Great to be here. So what do you think? We're, uh, we're two weeks and two days away from, or one day away from the ballots being dropped. No, two days, let's see, do my math. Yeah, two weeks, two days from ballots going in the mail, three weeks and three days away from the actual, or five weeks and three days away from the election. See, I shouldn't do math in my head. Anyway, it's coming up fast. Where are we at here in Colorado? Yeah, we're, we're in a great spot, I think, Randy. Our candidates are out walking doors. I was in Douglas County walking earlier today. So many people turning out to walk for Hedy Ganahl, for John Kellner, for Joe O'Day, our candidates up and down the ballot, local candidates too. And I think that's what we need to do is continue that really hard push. Um, we had it happening in El Paso, in Douglas, up north, everywhere, just reaching out and um, to those unaffiliated swing voters and having conversations at the door. And that's what we need to have done before those ballots hit. The Trafalgar poll just came out. It was It's one of the more reliable polls, I think, when it comes to Republicans um, predicted the Trump victory in 2016. It showed just a slight drop in closing the gap for both Joe O'Day and Heidi Ganahl. But something that was unique in the O'Day poll, I thought, was that it showed conservatives being um, sort of pulling away from Joe. It, it The explanation was that conservatives were having trouble. And so one of the things I'm going to talk about here tonight is it's time to put our individual issues aside. It's time to um, simply decide that control of Democrats is ruining our state, ruining our country. It's unilateral. We have the opportunity to um, actually push back, pull a surprising victory in Colorado, even with a candidate like Joe O'Day, and that we ought to get on board. There's no, there's no time anymore to fight over the issues. That's for the next primary round. Yeah, Randy, I think that would be that'd be great for you to say that. And I think um, that is what's important. Everyone who knows me knows that I'm extremely pro-life. Pro-life is my number one issue, and I believe every child deserves to be protected. Um, so I think that a number of people who believe like you and I do have an issue with Joe O'Day's beliefs on, on abortion. But I think what we know is that he is still light years better than Michael Bennett, who would force late-term abortion on every single state, who would not have confirmed Amy Coney Barrett. He voted against her confirmation. And uh, Michael Bennett would continue to fund Planned Parenthood, who does the most abortions across the nation. Um, Joe Day is opposed to that. And I think that's important for conservatives to know when they vote. The, um, the, the 
media does such a good job of trying to keep us disheartened. Oh, the polls, they're, you know, they're, they're, they told us that uh, Republicans and Trump-supported Republicans around the country were going to lose, and yet Senate candidates around the country in battleground states are pulling ahead or closing the gap. Even Dr. Oz, who was way behind Fetterman, is now within a couple of points. So this really is looking to be a Republican red year. Absolutely. And I think polls aren't everything, the most important polls on Election Day. And that's, I think, what we have to remember here in Colorado as conservatives, as Republicans, is that we are going to push through until 7 p.m. on Election Day. We're going to walk doors. We're going to talk to voters. And anyone's mind can be changed until their ballot is cast. How can people, if they're not yet involved, using the tools, the resources of the Colorado State GOP, where should they go? Who should they call? What should they be offering their services to do? Yeah, so I mean, you have three options. You can go to your county party, or you can go to the state party, org. We will connect you with any campaign across the state. My email address is right there on the website. You can get me directly, or reach out to the campaign of a local candidate or statewide candidate that you are really interested in supporting, and jump in. We can hear in the background things are kicking off here, so it's a little quieter with speakers on the stage. Uh, you want to give anybody just a tiny preview of what you're going to tell the group tonight? Well, one thing I'm going to talk about is the recall of Kevin Priola, which I think is essential to getting back the state Senate this year as Republicans. So Adams County is part of the district that he uh, has moved into after redistricting Adams County and Weld County. So we need to make sure we get that done on our way to taking back the state Senate in Colorado. Colorado State GOP Chairwoman Christy Burton-Brown, thank you for your time here on 710 KNUS. All right, let's get to our break because uh, we've got Pledge of Allegiance and prayers going on here at the Reagan Roundup. I'm Randy Corporan, 710 KNUS. Some of the music, you just have to let it air out. We're going to try and talk softly because we have speakers on the stage now as well. I had them move us. They had literally set us up right up next to the stage by the band, next to the podium, which was going to just be insane once this thing started going. But uh, we're broadcasting live from the ranch here in Westminster. It's the Reagan Roundup, the Adams County GOP event. And uh, we've had a stream of candidates coming in and out. Really do appreciate that. And uh, over the years, I've gotten to know Carl Hoops very, very well. He's run for office a number of times. I don't think that I've ever met you before, Karen. But uh, Karen Hoops is running for Adams County Clerk and Recorder, and she joins us now. Karen, welcome to 710 KNUS. Thank you, Randy. You know, I'm running because I think that people have lost confidence in our elections, especially through 2020, but also 2016. If you remember Hillary marching out and talking about how, um, you know, we had an illegitimate president. So so there is uh, some concern all the way around. So this is really a nonpartisan issue. Um, and I'm running to add a lot more transparency and security to our elections and also to um, improve things, make them more customer-oriented at the motor vehicle and the recorder's office. Well, I'm so glad to hear you be willing to talk about the election because so many of the Republican consultants and the brainiacs and the corrupt coordinated media folks and everybody else just tell us that we can't talk about that. And and it's so easy to do appropriately. And you did it because you remi- you reminded us that Hillary Clinton and the Democrats do it any time they lose. They challenge the election of George W. Bush. They challenge the election of George uh, of uh, the second election against uh, uh, John Kerry. Um, they tried to d- go through the Electoral uh, Count Act to um, get the the electoral counts redone, revisited, and uh, only Republicans in 2020 were about to be successful until the idiots that breached the Capitol um, disrupted everything. And uh, it's pretty funny that they think that 
those of us who wanted an opportunity to challenge those electoral college votes really wanted what happened at January 6th. It's just nonsense and another media mantra. So I appreciate that you're willing to step up and say that. There's so much more at the clerk and recorder's office, though, because you mentioned motor vehicle. I, I know in Arapahoe County, where I live, you now have to make an appointment out two or three weeks. You can't do walk-ins anymore. I have classic cars, and so you can't go in and register more than two cars at a time. You have to come back and make another trip. It's just nonsense, and uh, so I hope you'll have some changes for Adams County. I don't know what they're doing here, but... Oh, definitely. I I do believe that people through COVID have gotten a used to not um, you know interacting with customers and so a lot of those services were driven online and I do believe that we need to get back to person-to-person service and I think that you know my unique background which is um, in business um, in business also public service but also process redesign is going to help us better understand what our customers want what they need and be able to um, to change things so that it's better for people. I I think sometimes that they've forgotten who they serve. I mean, they've set up processes um, to make it easier for um, themselves, but not as easy for customers. There's some interesting stuff coming up. I don't know if you heard about the law where they've um, said that now you can have the digital plates, but there are, um, it's coming. There are gonna be digital car plates and so there are all kinds of, as you can imagine, security things that have to be worked out and processes and whatnot. But I think they're thinking in the office that that might make it a little bit easier for people to get their tags. Um, you know, of course, I want to put uh, more kiosks out in the community so that the services are actually there um, for people inconvenient where they shop. It's a great idea when you're just getting uh, tabs. You know, it's a it's an easy thing to do. And I know Polis has done a horrible job of uh, um, racking up more fees on license plates now. Just everywhere they go, they can't raise your taxes thanks to Tabor. They can give you your Tabor money back and then claim that it's their gift. Uh, but they can raise fees, and they've done a man. If you get a printout at Motor Vehicle. There's 23, 24 different fees. Some of them are pennies, some of them are dollars, but they all add up. So tell people uh, your website, how they can help you. Okay. My website is vote4hoops.com. And feel free to reach out. I have a lot of information on there about what I'm going to do beginning day one um, in the office. Very, very good. It's Karen Hoops, and it's H-O-O-P-E-S, so don't forget the E, H-O-O-P-E-S, Hoops, voteforhoops.com. Very, very good. Thank you, Karen. Very nice to meet you. Your husband definitely married up. Danny, you got time? We are very uh, excited to see our lieutenant governor candidate, and we've got, I don't know, we've got about five minutes, so we've got time for a conversation. I I, you probably didn't hear before Danny Moore joins us now that um, they had initially set us right over there next to the stage with the music and the speakers were going to be. So I tried to pick a spot where we could get away for this last half hour and still get a show done. But thank you very much for joining us. Absolutely. It's, it's great to be here. Thank you for having me. I know you guys are out uh, just banging the pavement and, and, you know, kissing babies, shaking hands, doing all of that. What's your sense? What are you feeling on the campaign trail now? You know, when we talked, 
to citizens, uh, whether it be Hispanic or black or just suburban moms. They all have the same issues, right? They're concerned about the crime. Uh, they're concerned about the cost of living. They're concerned about the education of their kids. And we're hoping that the priority of them, their priority is going to be those three things. Because if those are the three priorities of voters, then Heidi Ganahl is going to be the governor, and I'm going to be the next governor come November 8th. I'll tell you, if we could just get the resources to put clips of the debate between Heidi and Jared Polis up on TV, out on social media, uh, she would she would clean his clock because she embarrassed him at that debate. Yeah, Heidi did a wonderful job. I mean, she is, I want people to know that she is capable of, of governing. She has the skills. She has the background. She has the intellect. You want a fighter on your side? That's Heidi Ganahl. Heidi is a fighter, and that's what people don't know about her that they're starting to learn about her well and a lot of people don't know about you and you have an amazing background i've i've met you before i've heard you speak a couple of times take a couple of minutes and just describe uh, danny moore and why you're in this position so so first of all i, I grew up in the projects of louisiana and then from the projects of louisiana i joined the navy and became a uh, retired navy master chief and from there, I started a small business. So I'm essentially living the American dream. So when I talk to people about the American dream, it's the opportunity to come from nothing to something. And so I stand here fighting for something that means everything to me, and that is the freedom to aspire to be greater than what you are when you're born. And that's something everyone should have an option, an opportunity to do. And that's why I'm in this fight. And this... This country is truly still the beacon for that. It is the place that people have always dreamed about, where where dreams are fulfilled, for, where people go from rags to riches and from, you know, peanut farms to, I mean, it's Jimmy Carter's birthday, so we'll give him a little credit here. 98 years old, by the way. And I bet he celebrates every minute that he's no longer the worst president in modern times now that we've got creepy, sleepy Joe Biden. But um, but you you truly can be anything you want still in this in this country. But we're on the verge of letting all that go and getting this top down government control in place. It's it's never a good thing when government. I think about this when the people who don't work with you, the people who don't live in your community, the people who who don't even have the experience, they're the ones making the rules up for you. Heidi Ganahl and I seem to think that it's better for you to make up those rules because we trust the people. And that's what centralized government does not do. It doesn't trust the people. And that's what this is about. This race is about restoring trust in the people, restoring faith in our government. This is an opportunity for Colorado to save itself from a, a disaster that's coming. When people say it can't get worse, well, it can get worse. Crime can get worse. The economy can get worse. Right now, 95% of the black and brown kids in Denver Public School can't read. It can get worse. It's just hard to believe that uh, in Colorado that we had a secretary, a board of education candidate here earlier, and on her, well, in fact, it's right here in front of us, 60% of Colorado third graders, third graders cannot read at grade level. What kind of a start are we giving to our children here in beautiful Rocky Mountain, Colorado? Well, we're condemning them to being victims. You know, there are three things our kids must do to reach the middle class. And this, this is a study done a long time ago. Number one, they have to graduate from high school. Number two, they have to manage to stay out of uh, childbirth before wedlock. And number three, they have to have a full-time job. If they do those three things, then they 88% of them will reach the middle class. Now, notice I didn't say go to college because that's not necessary. What you have to do is have an opportunity. And when we cheat our kids out of an education, we cheat them out of our future. And that is shameful, and we can't tolerate that as parents. 
So what's left? We're about three weeks away from the ballots coming out, five weeks away from actual Election Day, but voting will start before that. Um, what's What can people do to help you guys in this home stretch? First and foremost, go to HeidiForGov.com. Lend us your support. And if you can't give your financial support, send out emails to it for, to, to your to your neighbors. Knock on doors for us because what we want people to know is that we're fighting for Coloradans, all Coloradans, and that's what we need your support doing. When you hit the doors, um, are you getting are you finding any pushback on the opposition? I, I assume that you're not hitting Democrat doors, but I imagine that you're hitting unaffiliated doors pretty strongly. We're hitting unaffiliated doors, but we're also talking to Democrats. And when you talk to a Democrat and they ask you what party are you with, and you tell them when you were with the Republican Party, they take the pamphlet and said, I'm voting for you. Because even the Democrats have to know that where we're at today, think about this. Four years ago, before Jared Polis was governor, we had a great state. Four years later, we lead the nation in crime, we lead the nation in inflation. We can do better. This happened on his watch, and he, he owns that responsibility. Well, I, one thing I noticed during his debate with uh, with Heidi Ganahl a couple of nights ago is that he was absolutely just he, he didn't have answers to her. Instead, he tried to diminish her. He tried to insult her. It was very embarrassing. And and that's when you don't have the answers to the worst economic downturn in the state's history. When you don't have the answer, where well, we've recorded more murders in this state in the history of our state. When you don't have the answer where our kids are failing at a higher pace than they've ever done in their lives, when you don't have the answers to the fact that inflation is keeping our kids from being able to stay here because they can't afford to live here, well, of course, all you can do is demean someone. Heidi Ganahl is fighting for Colorado. Danny Moore is fighting for Colorado. We know the issues that are out there. We live them. We feel them. And I tell people, when you go to the gas station, there's no Republican code that you get to give you a discount. There's no Democrat code that you get to get a discount. We're all suffering together, and we can solve these problems. Danny Moore, it's impressive every time I'm with you. I'm glad to see you out at so many of these events. God bless you, sir. Good luck, and uh, we'll see you on the campaign trail. Lieutenant Governor candidate Danny Moore. And, uh, yeah, it's it's a powerful, powerful team. And uh, you can hear in the background a dinner is served now. I'm smelling the the good smell of southern barbecue. And we, we only have a minute or so left. Who's joining me now? Vanessa DeMott running for State House of Representatives in CD29. Got about 30 seconds. Lay it on us. I'll make it quick. Vinny, thank you so much for being here. Thank you to our Republicans that support. Um, like you've heard from every candidate tonight, crime, cost of living, kids. We need to get back to those values. We need to recognize that Colorado has a role to play in the future of our country. Um, mental health and giving kids that opportunity in education, making that funding following the student um, so they can get the education they deserve. Parents need to be the center of decision-making for that family and for that education. DeMottforColorado.com, Vanessa DeMott, 303-512-3609, native to Colorado, Jefferson County. Thank you so much for being here. Website one more time. DeMott for Colorado, F-O-R, Colorado.com. You hit the issue that's on everybody, every mother's mind. I really do appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Man, that barbecue smells good. I don't know how much time we've got left, but um, uh, let's let's have at least a little bit of fun. Can we hear the short version of the latest Kamala babble? Here's the last point that I'll share with you. I asked my team, um, I I love Venn diagrams, so... (laughs) I just do. Whenever you're dealing with conflict, pull out a Venn diagram, right? And so, you know, the three circles. 
And so I, so I, I asked that, my guys. team, right? They're I'm fantastic. Out right now. Yeah, yeah. Kamala loves her some Venn diagrams. I don't think I've got time to play the long version of that one. How about that real short Pelosi clip? We have a shortage Number of workers in our country. And you see even in Florida, some of the farmers and the growers saying, why are you shipping these uh, immigrants uh, up north? We need them to pick the crops down here. She didn't know what to call them. She didn't know what to call them. She, she meant uh, farm workers, the, the people that stop my grapes, the people that do my hair when I go through a... Uh, salon without a mask at the height of COVID after ordering everyone in the house and everyone in the country to mask up their two-year-olds. The hypocrisy of these people is just so sick to me. Well, that's it. We're going to get back. I I will finish the uh, Bill Maher um, clips next week because I do want to talk about the essay and the apology that the author had to um, had to give after he told the truth. Bill Maher is telling the truth. That is a good sign for Republicans. But for tonight, man, it's really good to have you here. Thanks to all the callers and everybody else who stopped by live from the Reagan Ranch or the, the uh, Ranch Country Club, I'd the like Reagan to Roundup. To apologize to absolutely nobody. The Democrat does what the f- he wants. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.